0: Okay, welcome back to Journalistic Integrity, Bachelorette Edition, week seven. And as always, joined by Lauren Yetzi. seventh straight week, we're plugging right along. And look, at the beginning of the season, they started with the Carl thing, and we both kind of thought it was overhyped. We weren't high on the season, and in my opinion, looking back on it, I think the Carl thing was... Planned ahead of time. And they're like, okay, if the first couple episodes, there's not much happening, we've got Carl who we can just press a button and he's going to go and say a bunch of stuff. The season's gotten progressively better. Last episode, two weeks ago, was good. And then this week, it all led up to, in my opinion, we've talked a little bit about this one of the best scenes, episodes, relationship type thing in Bachelorette history. And that was with Andrew, obviously, and Katie late in last night's episode lauren i know you also enjoyed that segment maybe a little emotional but what were your initial thoughts on the episode
1: initial thoughts on the episode this season is just so real i don't know what's in the water out in new mexico but the guys are emotional katie's emotional i'm getting emotional like i think it's been like three or four episodes that i've actually had tears in my eyes like I mean, this season is so real and I think that's what makes this season so special is we don't typically have bachelor or bachelorette seasons like this where people are wearing their heart on their sleeves and there's so many really good solid guys like Katie even said, you know, you just want one good guy and now she's got four of them four or five of them and she's like I don't know how to choose so I think we, um, we really lucked out with guys on this season they they are really solid.
0: Right. Yeah. We're, we were a little, or at least I was a little skeptical at the beginning. I was like, all right, what, I mean, none of these people seem that interesting, but it turns out pretty good group. And it's set up for one of the all time scenes. I thought it reminded me of, uh, or it reminded me of one of the, some of the scenes from the notebook. Um, I don't know if it was the exact scene, but just, it seemed like a movie would happen at the end. And we'll get to that the last, I guess, eight ish minutes, but we'll, we'll go through the episode as it happened, and then we'll definitely touch on the Andrew stuff at the end because that was the most important, and, and in my opinion, and I don't think this is hyperbole, one of the mo- the realest. Use the word the realest scene that I've ever seen in the in the franchise, Bachelorette or Bachelor. So we'll get to that at the end. But to start, Greg got a one on one ahead of Brendan and Mike, who hadn't gotten one yet. He got the second one, and he had one obviously early on in the season. They make this little hometown Seattle thing where she's from. They throw some fish around as one does in Seattle. You toss around (laughs) fish. Um, How'd you think the one-on-one date went?
1: I thought it went well. I was a little bit surprised that Greg got the one-on-one considering both Brendan and Mike P hadn't each gotten a one-on-one yet. Um, I think though she kind of made it clear that Greg is a front runner and she, I think she just wanted to spend more time with him. Um I thought the day was cute. I thought it was fun. I really liked the rain at the end. You know, yeah. every girl wants to be ha- in the rain, I have a question right? about like- <laughs> I
0: have a question about the rain. Was the rain real? Cuz they never no. panned out. And do you you can get one of these machines for like $10,000 and they they'll sprinkle rain for an hour or two.
1: I definitely don't think it was real because she was like, "Are you ready? We're going to go run in the rain." And all of a sudden it just starts pouring. So Yeah i think yeah they must have bought a machine or, or something like you said yeah
0: Definitely and i'm not cool. sure how much it rains in new mexico to begin with so well i mean it, it would have been quite the coincidence to have that happen um so we got to go to the football season football scene because this is majority a sports podcast um one of the funny parts was she he asked katie to do a football dance and her foot i don't know if you locked in on this her football <laughs> dance was weird she did like some sort of like squirm and then she lit out like a really weird noise that i'd never heard in my life before and i was like you know if this is me i'm like okay you're gonna have to work on your football dance and whatever that noise was can we put that on the back burner at least for a little bit
1: honestly i think she just got really excited i feel like that dance is something that i would do so i can't really judge her too much you had a better dance
0: you you've watched you've watched enough football to have a better dance
1: okay but do you know me i have like no dancing skill coordination whatsoever so
0: yeah I think you would have been able to put something together, a flush <laughs> performance under the lights in the end zone. I think you would have been able to put something together, but, uh, any, any, uh, anything else from that day? Pretty good. It was just classic. I mean, there's nothing crazy about them on their one-on-one, but they just seem like they, they really like each other.
1: They definitely do. And, and Greg said he was falling in love, which yeah. he loves to hear. It's a big so. word. It is a big word.
0: So moving from Greg one-on-one to a guy that did not get the one-on-one that really wanted it. And a guy that we haven't seen much at all of who, I mean, I didn't think he was that bad. I thought he was, you know, decent dude, Brendan, and he was freaking out (laughs) and he didn't get the one-on-one. He was starting to sweat. He got really worked up. Um, What, I mean, did you think Brendan should have gotten a one-on-one maybe a little more time? Do you think there's something there they could have had?
1: Eh, I don't think so. I think the writing was on the wall for him when he didn't get that one-on-one. It was kind of like, I think he knew and he was trying to salvage whatever might be left with Katie. Right. Um. But no, I don't think he had a chance. <laughs>
0: he, he was huffing and puffing and I get it. He, he's frustrated. Another guy got a second date and you didn't get one. And the one advice I would have given to him is you cannot go to her hotel room hot. You got to take a deep breath <laughs> and like relax a little bit. But he went in there and it's like he had a script and he just rattled it off like five straight minutes. And I think she had to stop him and be like, all right, let me throw a word in for a second. Um, But he was like sweating, perspirating and just he went in there real hot. I mean, you you love the passion, but um, from a tactical perspective, maybe take a step back and look at it um, and and relax a little bit. I don't think it would have helped because I just don't think they had anything together. But a couple of good quotes from that. My dad would love to drink with you. Uh, was a good one. What would your reaction be if that's kind of like, hey, I want you back. My dad would love to drink with you. You'd fit in right with, right with us. Is that, oh, that-
1: yeah. I'd be like, heck yeah. Let's watch a football game. <laughs>
0: okay. Okay. Good. Because I there's some internet chatter that they're like, that's a weird thing to say. But I didn't think it was it was bad. It's saying, hey, my family would like to, to hang out with you. And uh, the main reasoning for Katie was we don't have the time to get there, which basically me is a nice way of saying I don't really like you because you could have made the time and invited him on a one-on-one to make that time to get to know each other better. So Brendan gets sent home, says goodbye to Blake and, uh, and that's it. That's the, it's the most airtime we saw of Brendan all, all season was, was him getting sent home.
1: It really was <laughs> like, yeah, I was surprised he made it this far, but I think he was kind of just a, a fill in. I don't yeah. know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So value and effort from Brendan. And so after that, we have the group date. So group date, um, so that's how Brendan found out that he wasn't going to get a one-on-one because he was selecting the group date. And he's, and I kind of like that he was just like, all right, I'm going to go for it and talk to her in the hotel room. We saw it work for Blake. And he didn't sit back and be like, he saw the writing on the wall. So he went, he was aggressive. Um, so group date, Mike P is not in the group date. So he was set for the one-on-one group date is Blake, John, Michael, and Andrew. And they have the art exhibit uh, flowers, which you could make an argument. We're also depicting something else. We'll leave that for another podcast. We are a, a G rated. We keep it above board podcast, <laughs> um, kind of a weird date. I don't, I don't know the the drawings did, did you like it?
1: I didn't love it. Um, I, there's been a lot of like sexual innuendos in this season, yeah. which I guess goes with Katie's whole sex, positive true, vibe, true, yeah. whatever. Um, but I didn't love this date. And I also was mad that they blurred out Blake's painting. I'm like, did he just let cover- the people see it.
0: I didn't know. Did he just color the whole thing black or was it blurred in black?
1: I, so when they showed it initially, it was just, it just looked like he had painted black, but then you could tell that they also put an additional black box over top of it. Okay. So I don't know what he did or yeah, but they definitely blacked it out. So we couldn't see.
0: Right. And, and yeah, that's just Blake. I think he did that the previous season, something along those lines with Tasha. So, I mean, he's playing the right card. He knows, he knows what Katie likes and he's playing right to it. Um, Andrew does the sushi. Michael draws a rear end, um, which is a little edgy <laughs> for Michael. I didn't I see know, that coming. A little edgy for Michael, but uh, it's probably a good play for him to, to you know, tap into that with her. And then Justin, who's supposedly an artist and did some sort of story, probably the best one. I didn't really know what it meant, but um, th- those were the drawings. And then we have the Andrew goes back to, Lifting her up, where she grabs the card, which they did on their one-on-one date. This is the first, first kind of big thing we saw from Andrew. I'll let you take the floor on that.
1: Did you like it? Oh, I just love anything Andrew does. He's my favorite. <laughs> I thought it was so cute and sweet, and he just makes me so happy with his smile. And he's just a sweet angel baby, and I love him.
0: Yeah, yeah, he good <laughs> dude. And uh, lift her up. The note says, "I'm falling for you." Um, so that was cool. And at the end, so at the end, she gives the rose to the group date. And I'm thinking, well, she loved it with Andrew. She was eating it up, liked it. And were you surprised that Michael got the rose at the end of there? Because I definitely was.
1: I was. And I think we should have known right then and there that Andrew was going to get sent home. Because he deserved that rose more than anyone.
0: Yeah. I, I think he's a little too young. I think she was going like the Michael you see he's older. Um, Blake is is older. Justin is just a year older, but he seems like more mature kind of dude than... uh. Than Andrew is. Um, so then we go to the Mike P one-on-one, the cuddle session with the cuddle expert. And during this, I there's a lot of nervous laughter. Even the the expert pointed that out and Mike P just started equating everything to his mom. He's like, this is the way that my mom touches me, talks to me. And <laughs> that's not a good sign. Like I, that was, that wasn't good. That wasn't good.
1: Yeah. Not a good look for Mike. Um, You know, I had high hopes for this date because I love a good cuddle sesh, but it was just so awkward. There was no chemistry at all. And also, given that she had made the comment about Brendan that they didn't have enough time to build a relationship, I kind of saw the writing on the wall for Mike P going into this date, too, because they had no interactions really leading up to this either. So I kind of knew, like based on all all the other people's relationships, he was pretty far down on the totem pole in terms of like how close him and Katie had gotten. So, um, yeah, I was, uh, yeah, no. Do you think he could, <laughs> do you think
0: he going into that, he had a chance? Or do you think no, the she, she already knew?
1: Yeah, I think she already knew.
0: Okay. It was a funny scene. So they're both wearing white afterwards. He's just sitting in all white in the woods and just gets broken up with. <laughs> yeah. That is, it, it was a funny picture. Just them both in all white in the woods. And then he just, he gets sent home. So he's gone. So then we go to the rose ceremony. There's two roses left for three people. And that was Justin, Andrew and Blake. Cause Michael and Greg had already gotten their roses yet. And we already know what happens. Obviously Blake gets the rose and then Justin gets it. And what were you surprised by this final, um, the way it worked out? Did you think Andrew was going to get a rose?
1: I did. I mean, I just I feel like we don't know a whole lot about Justin. Um, And I wrote something down that I caught on to that Katie said, apparently Justin was her first kiss. I do not remember that at all. I thought um, Connor B was her first kiss in that cat costume. So that was news to me. I feel like Justin's just been kind of like in the shadows this whole time. So I was shocked when he got the rose over Andrew.
0: Definite dark horse, Justin, because they haven't showed him much, and you just don't really know that much about him. He seems pretty guarded, and he's just kind of coasted by. And then, I don't know, maybe maybe he has a chance, but I, I still think Blake and and Greg still have a, a leg up on everybody else. Um, okay, so then uh, we get to the segment everyone's been waiting for, and this, is, this took, I mean, when you're watching it, you're like, how does this possibly have 20 more minutes left when she's already made the decision? And so we get to Andrew as um, – I mean, it's first when he got sent home, he said, it's, I'm so happy that we met and handled it really well. So did Mike P when he got sent home. They, they all handled it really well. Um, so they go home and it's he goes in the car. It's a tough separation. He comes back and he's basically like, "I, the way our relationship worked, we shouldn't leave um, without a smile on our face. And, and that's where it all started.
1: Oh, my heart. I just love him so much. I think he's such a good guy. And I love that whole conversation, like, let's not end this on a bad note type of thing. And then when he starts walking out the door and you see him go for that note in his pocket, I was like, oh my gosh, what is this? What is this? And then we see it. And I had the same reaction of Katie. I honestly just started crying. <laughs> like yeah. I think I texted you. I was like, are you awake? I am crying. Like, yeah. It just was so emotional. I don't know what it was, but he's just such a good guy. And I don't even remember what the note said. It was something like, you know, if this doesn't work if out, I'll be your waiting. Mind, yeah, I'll be yes. Waiting. If you change your mind, I'll be waiting. And it just really tugged at my heartstrings. He's just the best. And so then we see Katie go run after him. And like you said, the scene from the notebook jumps into his arms and they hug and um, you know, I, I think she was kind of regretting it in that moment, regretting yep. sending him home because she knows he is such a good guy. And, um, I think she said, like, do you want to stay if, if it's a possibility? And I'm proud of Andrew S for sticking to his guns and and leaving because, um, like Katie had made up her mind already. And I think just in that moment, it was so emotional that she kind of wanted to change her mind, but it was made up. So yeah, I'm glad he didn't stay.
0: Great, great call by him because it just, it wasn't going to work out after you get sent home that, that never works out on that quick turnaround. Great work by the camera crew getting the note on, on his side. They probably tipped him off. Also, another good note Katie's running around, like, where do I go? Where do I find this dude? And I think there's a producer who's like nodded to the stairs. So, good job by him, or else, you know, she's going to be running down some random hall. And uh, so he, he drops up the note and jumps into his arms and. It, it was like the realest scene. I mean, I was in a trance watching this. I was like, what, what is happening? I thought this was a movie. And I was like, these are the best actors I've ever seen. And I got to think like, yeah, good job by Andrew. Cause he's like, this place just, I feel hurt if I, if I were to come back here, cause I got sent home and I mean, he almost left on like breaking up with her in a way. Cause she invited him back and he said, no. So he almost left with a, with a leg up, but if you're the winner and if you're watching this back, whoever ended up winning out of the four remaining people, you're kind of like, uh-oh, this this Andrew guy has a ton of game and she still has kind of a, a twinkle a spark in her eye for him.
1: Yeah, I think she knows that he's a really good guy. I don't know if she feels a connection with him. Um, enough to like see him as her husband but I think she just knows that he's such a good guy and he would be such a good husband and such a good father and it's hard for her to let that go so I think that's what we saw last night and that scene is like shoot am I really letting this guy go like he is such a good guy and I know that he would make an incredible incredible husband
0: yeah yeah I mean he crushed he crushed those last couple minutes and he, he made them count and like him going back and talking to her, like, it's not an easy thing to do because, I mean, right after you get broken up with, you're like, screw this person. I don't want to have anything to do with him anymore. But to, to have the maturity to turn around, go in there and, like, be like, okay, you know, it happened, but let's make the best of it was pretty cool to see. And, like, it was, it, I mean, it was a scene out of The Notebook. It was, I mean, can you think of another scene in The Bachelor or Bachelorette that's been that emotionally invested and also that real because there's no way you draw up what happened?
1: Yeah, no, I can't think of one off the top of my head, but you could tell how real it was because Andrew was so shocked. I mean, just the look on his face. When he turned like, around, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, he wasn't
0: expecting her to come down. So that's that's why you know it wasn't it wasn't um, planned.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Yeah, so I mean that that was cool to see because at's at times you're like, all right, why am I watching the show? Like it's a bunch of people like kind of acting, there's some cheesy things, and then there will be a scene like this. You're like, oh, okay, this guy like is cool. I'm gonna root for this guy and actually you know follow what he's doing afterwards because he, he seems like a, a good person um anything else on on andrew s
1: no i just hope he's the next bachelor if not i'm boycotting yeah. the show <laughs> um, okay we, we've got a
0: boycott so without without andrew <laughs> and that that basically just answered the uh the reader's question from sierra hey guys love the podcast do you hope that there is a bachelor from this season of the bachelorette if so who you kind of just answered it with, with Andrew. I'm on the same side with Andrew. So let's. is there a second guy that you would want? Um, I don't even know if there's a second because I feel like Andrew's way ahead of everybody else. But I
1: think I would like to see Mike A if he doesn't win, but I don't know how the sun would play into that because yep. if you remember Emily's season from way back when when she had the daughter, they had to move everything around and they filmed from Charlotte instead of California. So just logistics-wise, I don't know how they would do that, but I would love to see him be the bachelor.
0: It seems like, remember, you know, years ago when the bachelor, the franchise, they used to travel. Like they mm-hmm. used to go to Buenos Aires. They used to go to, you know, different countries to to have all these. And so now they're, I mean, I bet they're saving a ton of money, just keeping it at, at one resort. Um, so you got to think the next time that they can travel, if they choose to do that, which I'm sure they will because that definitely helps out when you can show clips of them in these cool countries. I'm sure that helps viewership, but you got to think their budget is massive now that they've been accruing all this money that they've saved on these seasons. So that will be pretty cool to see what they do with that. Um, So we're left with four, Greg, Michael, Blake, Justin, two of yours. So you had Michael and Greg. Um, My guy obviously was Andrew who got sent home. So we got four and... I think there's a tier one with Greg and Blake and then just a, a small gap. And then we got Michael and then I think a pretty, not a massive gap, but then there's a, a gap and then Justin is third right there. How do you have these these guys ranked in terms of who you think
1: is going to win? So I think Blake and Greg are still pretty neck and neck. If I had to pick one, for some reason, my gut's telling me Blake. So I'm going to go Blake one, Greg two, mike a three and then justin four but i think mike A is going to be interesting i don't know how her meeting as kid is going to play into all of this um but that's i mean that's really something to consider for her she would be a stepmom and all of that so um she's not just marrying mike a if he wins she's marrying the son too so yeah um, i don't know we'll just have to see how that kind of plays out but i think blake and greg for sure are going to be the top two i just have okay. a
0: feeling is that a Lauren guarantee, Blake, Blake and Greg? Is that, <gasps> is that is that a Rasheed Wallace guarantee?
1: I'm like 95% sure. Okay, I 95%. feel good about it. I would bet like 10 bucks.
0: 10 bucks, okay. Maybe not more stakes, than that. High stakes of the podcast. Yes. <laughs> um, But I agree with you and it will be different. Well, speaking of, let me get this thought out first. Speaking of heart strings being pulled, sad goodbyes. When she says goodbye to Michael A., I think that's going <sighs> to- I think that's gonna be a tough one we saw him i'm not ready for it um yeah that one's gonna be tough
1: i don't know if my heart can handle that yeah
0: it may we i may have to screen the episode and then be like okay you might need to skip five minutes during this period but
1: (laughs) yeah that might be a good idea
0: (laughs) yeah so final four hometowns already i mean they we went into this i think with seven people i mean two weeks ago there's 13 now we're already down to four getting down to to the brass tacks, the real contenders, four left. Um, we know a little bit, I guess, about Blake's family. Uh, his mom is is like on some social media. She's on social media from time to time. So I'm sure she'll be poking her head around during these hometowns, getting some screen time. <laughs> and I think that's about it. Any other last notes on the episode? Pretty good episode. Um, and yeah, any last notes before we get out of here?
1: Yeah, I have two things actually. One, I noticed there was no two-on-one this season.
0: Oh, which
1: I don't yeah. know. I I always really liked the two-on-ones. I think there's a lot of drama, but maybe because the season already had so much drama, they didn't need the two-on-one. She yep. um, also cut a lot of guys really fast. So yep. I guess there was, there was no need. Um, but if there was a two-on-one, who would you have wanted to see?
0: Ooh, well, that's a good one. Let me first say the, the best two-on-one of all time was obviously Chad Johnson. And then uh, whoever, the, the Marine guy, who, who's that?
1: obviously what, Alex. That
0: what was that guy? I
1: think name? it was Alex. Alex. Alex yeah. Think? So yeah.
0: that was a two on one. Which, if you don't know, the, the two on one <laughs> is she brings one rose. She goes on a date with two guys. And so only one guy gets the rose. So it's one on one. You're playing like one on one basketball. You're gonna come out with a winner. And in that case, it, it was two guys, Chad Johnson and Alex, that really hated each other. And those are just the heydays. I, I looked at I look back on those days at some of the best television days ever, because Chad Johnson was the, the best. Thing that's ever happened to that franchise
1: <laughs> he really was
0: um but to answer your question who would i want on a two-on-one well with the four guys remaining if i were to pick out of those four i probably can't there's just not a lot of bad blood between people so i guess it would have had to have been between like aaron and thomas early on in like week four i think we get the most because you want there to be some animosity you don't want just you know shaking hands may the best man win you want a little a little friction to, to make it exciting did you have a, a pair that you would have been interested in seeing
1: no that's a good one aaron and thomas i think aaron with somebody would have been good so maybe aaron and hunter i don't yeah. know yeah but...
0: hunter yeah hunter would be a good one too put him in with somebody maybe hunter and thomas would be the best one um,
1: yes
0: is hunter on bachelor in paradise
1: i really hope not <laughs> i really really, really it, hope not i not i'm seen kind of excited
0: list. for it looking at the cast we've mm-hmm. got noah from couple seasons ago. I played basketball with him back in the day in California before, before he got famous, pretty good basketball player, um, him and then my guy, James. And then there's a couple, couple girls that I'm like, okay, okay. I can work with that. Yeah. So bachelor in paradise right afterwards. There's also the mintel all we'll, we'll, see what happens with that. Um, I, I think it'll be a bunch of fluff. Very rarely does that live up to expectations.
1: I agree. Um, I'm, are we, we're going to do a bachelor in paradise podcast, right?
0: We'll, we'll see. We'll see the, how it sets up, I think. Okay. But probably we'll, we'll at least touch on it. I don't know if we'll go every week, but we'll at least drop in for a couple of times because there's, there's going to be fireworks that happen we have to stay up to date with what, uh, my guy James is doing. So I gotta, I gotta give my James
1: takes. I gotta give him off somewhere. (laughs) This is is true. This is true. (laughs) Um, okay. Last thought. How do you feel about Blake? Um when they were talking on the group date, he straight up was like I'm not in love with you, but I can get there. And you could tell Katie was kind of taken back by that. I don't think she liked hearing that, especially when you have other guys kind of falling all over her, Greg telling her he loves her. Um but I respect it. I respect Blake. I mean, he came yeah. in week 3 maybe, week 3 or 4. It was definitely later, obviously. Um but I respect it. It like you, you know this person for a month and a half before you get down on one knee and propose. So, you know, I like that he was straight up and said, no, I'm not in love with you, but we can't get there based on how this relationship is progressing. What do you think about that? Do you, would you rather somebody BS you in a way and say, oh, I'm absolutely falling in love with you or I'm absolutely in love with you after two weeks or would you rather have a Blake who says, I'm not there, but I can get there.
0: Yeah, completely agree with you. I'd rather them be honest. Like, don't just, say it because to, to say it and it sounds good and that that was the whole thing I, I was saying oh. about Thomas a, a couple of weeks ago it's like he's being honest like um uh, yeah I think he even said something similar like I don't love you right now but I, I could get there and then obviously yeah the you know the thought of being the bachelor has crossed my mind which it's crossed everyone's mind like you're you're going into this process you think hey what's my life gonna look like in six months well I could you know get sent off in the first season and then nothing really happens i don't get famous or anything or i could go all the way to the final four maybe i end up engaged or maybe i have a really good showing and i become the next bachelor like there's so many and that definitely goes through every single person's mind because they're human beings and and that's just what happens so uh yeah i, I agree with you i, I like that move
1: okay. yeah it doesn't really like
0: all righty well thank you everybody for listening again to week seven of the bachelorette we'll be back as always, next week after week eight, a big hometowns, Mintel All, there's going to be a lot of stuff to talk about. So pumped up about that. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And to the Bachelor audience, we'll see you next Tuesday. To the other audience, we'll, I'll have another podcast coming out in about 12 hours after NBA Finals Game 6. So thank you, Lauren.
1: Thanks, Rob. <laughs> Enjoy the game.
0: All right, see ya.